Welcome to another edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. Bubba, you and I, my brother, it, for 28, almost 29 years now. How about those numbers? We have made it very clear that we love food. Uh, we appreciate great food. Uh, I know that if you took a gander at us, you'd go, well, I'll tell you what, it didn't take me long to figure that out. Sure. You don't sure, have to, they're you, both missing their gallbladder. Yeah, yeah, you, There's a reason for that. You don't have to be Sherlock Holmes <laughs> to say, I bet those two you know, know a thing or two about food. So um, when we heard that Fox and Friends is uh, Steve Ducey, uh, you, some of you know him as Peter's dad. Uh, he uh, when 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 we heard that he the deuce is the, loose. The, 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 he and his wife were creating cookbooks. <clears throat> he knew that this was a relationship that was made in heaven. Uh, that if there was anybody that could talk uh, agnosium about delicious food, it would be us. So please welcome to Rick and Bubba University the podcast fellow foodie Steve Ducey. Deuce. Hello, Rick and Bubba from uh, Ducey World Headquarters here outside New York City in my bunker. It's great to be with you today. Oh, and look, you've even got the little poster up yeah, in the background like about the like about that. the cookbook. That's one of the other. That was the first one. We did the happy cookbook. And then the editor said, hey, congratulations. Your cookbook was very successful. Now you have to do another one. And it's like, well, we did one. We have all our favorite recipes. And they go, you really have all the recipes? And it's like, well, there are others. And they said, okay, fine. So uh, come up with another idea. So my wife and I were on the first book tour, which would have been about four years ago. And we heard from all these people when we were talking about this cookbook, the happy cookbook, they go, you know, these recipes, like here's Dr. Oz's spiced mashed potatoes with pomegranates. His wife mm. gave me that recipe. And the so, picture, you know, we so love good. that. We love the recipes but they look kind of complicated. Yeah. Could you do something faster? So we went from the happy cookbook to happy in a hurry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so good. So but good. Then that, then that became like the number one cookbook in the world for a couple of months. And uh, it was in the top three for the entire pandemic year. And they said, you know what? You have to do another cookbook. And we said, ah, you know, we did happy. We did happy in a hurry. What's left? And so they said, why don't you and Kathy talk about it? And she, I said, what do you think? Five minutes later, she said, the problem with recipes in general is they're not simple. Yeah. And so that's where simply happy. So we went from happy cookbook to happy in a hurry to Simply happy cookbook, and that's where we are today. Because the everybody wants a good meal, but it's got to be simple. It can't be too complicated. Otherwise, the only the only silver lining with meal preparation is the drink. You know, because we we start hitting the sauce pretty early here at the Doozy House if we're cooking at five <laughs> o'clock. We will pour ourselves a glass of wine as we watch the five, which we refer to at this house as the happy hour. Right. So, right. That's what we do. <laughs> That's a different spin on the country song. It's five o'clock somewhere. It is. It really uh, but, is. Uh, but the um, well, it sounds like y'all have fun with it. Oh, and that, yeah. and that, that should be part it's of the process, be fun. shouldn't it? It's Instead of, be fun. you know, because if you think, oh, I got to cook dinner, you know, oh, gosh, I got to do that. But if you if you do it together and you make it fun, that, that can be uh, a real positive. My problem is my wife will say, okay, I think you need to do this or that. And I'm thinking I wasn't going to do that. So she'll just, she will just not, and I will make it 
the way that I thought. And then she'll say, now, wouldn't this have been like 12% better if you would have done this? And <laughs> of course, she is always right. Sure. And that's that just kills me. She's always right. Yeah, so I'm glad that you told us the difference in the three cookbooks. So we're 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 classic Ducey recipes. We're in yeah. a hurry, and now yeah. we're easy and in now a hurry. now we're simplifying. Nothing complicated. It says everything right. delicious. Now, when you're talking about now on cookbook three, we're now talking about 300 recipes. Okay, by the time you get through three, right. so so there 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 can't be 300 Ducey recipes but but you're but i'm reading some of the stories you're like like we get to uh on page 213 mamie's creamy artichoke chicken okay yep. now the minute i see that i'm from the south you're 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 from you're from uh kansas which right. is it's not it's not the south but i mean it's also not the north okay right and northeast and so it's a little, you know. It, I think we have more in common, probably, with people from Kansas than we would say oh, yeah. some people from Pennsylvania. They have cars and, and on it, blocks yeah. too. Right? Yeah, and so when I see Mamie, okay, yeah. I, I think well, this is this is his grandmother. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm, 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 but I can't imagine any of our Kansas or Alabama grandmamas cooking artichoke chicken. You know, I thought well, well, there must be a story here, and then I read on, and there actually is. My goodness, tell us where this name Mamie came from. Well, now, interesting. You mentioned when you think of Mamie, you think of a grandma. I do. I'm from, I'm from Abilene, Kansas, which was the boyhood home of Dwight Eisenhower. So I think of Mamie as Mamie Eisenhower, right, Dwight right. Eisenhower's wife. I got it. Um, so that's where I thought of Mamie. But what happened was, and and with every, the hardest part is not finding a recipe because these are all our recipes. The hardest part is actually coming up with a story to explain why that recipe makes us happy. I got you. And this, uh, the Mamie uh, artichoke chicken is a combination. One night, um, Kathy said, I want to make our friend Martha's artichoke dip, which was in the first cookbook. And we only had one can of artichokes. And I said, I was going to make Amy Bear, Brett Bear's wife's artichoke chicken from the second cookbook. So it's like we only have one can of stuff, but what we wanted to make two yep. different recipes. So you got Martha and you got Amy. We put it together and Martha, Amy became Mamie. That's where <laughs> Mamie came from. And okay. I even say That's there funny. is no Mamie, but it's a combination. So and, and, and it's great. Because you love creamy stuff, and you, artichokes are pretty good when you get right down to it, and uh, the chicken part is just delicious. So it's a it's a made up name. It, it, hashtag fake news. Not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what is it? What, what, what is it like? Was it difficult going to your friends yeah. saying, "Hey, yeah, will absolutely. you give me a recipe for a cookbook so I can make money on it"? Did that <laughs> was that ever un, uncomfortable? Well, you know what. Um, we do donate the money, uh, but we're not here to talk about that. But um, just asking, and I've asked everybody at Fox for the most part, and they've all given me a recipe through time. Oh, there's one coming in now. There's a new one for for. Oh, uh, it's pork and beans and hot dogs. And you know the fourth right. the fourth book hey, is uh, hey, uh, feeding Rick, Rick and Bubba. Uh, Peter Ducey just called. Hey Peter. Oh, hey. I was just gonna say we. Uh, oh, Peter, 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 hold on. You're on the radio. 
right now and you're on a podcast you're on rick and bubba university hey peter hey peter they said hi peter uh hey guys (laughs) this is where he's like dad what i was calling to tell you about i can't put on this podcast (laughs) what are you doing i don't know what they they were you were calling about peter what are you calling about (laughs) oh just i talked to the uh producer for tomorrow and uh okay all good yep all right fine thank you okay Yep, talk to you later. All right, so long. There he is off to make a, another uh, secretary uh, miserable yeah. at a press conference. Look, you, you have to be – Press secretary. You have to be – I mean, I know this is about the cookbook, but we got 45 minutes. We can talk about anything. You have to be really proud of this guy. I mean, he has – He took the ball and I ran with mean, it. And, and does an outstanding job. He's his own man. He's got his own thing. And is there anything that feels better than to watch your kids – land on their feet and do what they feel called to do and do it well. Well, when Peter Ducey was a little kid, uh, because my wife, my wife actually used to have a show on ESPN back in the olden days. And um, (laughs) when we got married, you know, we didn't know what the, nobody ever knows what your kids are going to wind up doing. You just hope that they're happy and healthy and stay in touch with you. And so growing up, Peter got to come in, to work with me a lot and he got to see how it all works and it was no big deal. Um, but through college, high school and college, it was like, Peter, TV, radio, broadcasting is complicated and it's changing. Yeah. And in five years, it might be completely different. You know, um, back then it was cable. And now, of course, it's all about streaming here in a couple of years, I think we'll probably all be watching content on a toaster or something like that. <laughs> or your so refrigerator. Yeah. So it's like, Peter, I don't think you should go into any sort of journalism or broadcasting. And he agreed he was going to go to law school or he was going to there he uh, go to. It's Brian uh, Kilmeade, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hang on a second. Hey, AJ. Yeah, she saying? Uh, I don't. I'm doing Rick and Bubba University. Can I call you in a little bit? Yeah, I just yeah, you're not making anything tomorrow. You're just bringing in the casserole, right? That's uh, the food stylist is bringing it in. Gotcha, but you're not demoing or making anything, right? It's basically out of the piece you have it out there with Peter and Hillary. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, all right. All right, so uh, hang on, hang on. All right, hold on, hold on to that. Stay. We're going to take a break and come back here the rest yeah, about Peter. But that's hilarious that that is the producer calling. Are you going to make this casserole? It's my brain. All right, we'll come back more with Steve Ducey when Rick and Bubba University the podcast continues. This is the Rick and Bubba Show. Watch more at blazetv.com slash Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. All right, Steve Ducey's our guest. We're talking about the third installment uh, in, in, in the Happy Cookbook series. This one's called uh, Simply the Happy Cookbook, and these are nothing complicated, everything delicious, another 100 recipes with incredible stories. So Peter Ducey called uh, while we were talking uh, to Steve, and uh, and then we start asking about him, and you were telling us the last thing you said was that he should not go into journalism, and and he agreed, and he decided he was going to either go into law or business, and he went to um, Villanova University, and he was going to be in business school or law school, and in fact, he took all those classes to do it, and then his junior year of college. Um, Remember Chris Matthews used to have a show on MSNBC called Hardball. Right. Yep. And, yep. 
And during the campaign seasons, they would do the hardball college tour. And they their guest one weekend, one week was John McCain. And um, they decided that they would tape it. Actually, it was live at Villanova University and just outside Philly. And Peter's political science teacher said, you know, uh, if anybody wants extra credit, go to this, this TV show and watch John McCain. So Peter went, you can always use extra credit. Yes, and been um, there. We're familiar with that. The producer at one point said, okay, um, at the, before they got started, okay, uh, Chris Matthews is going to come out. John McCain's going to come out. They're going to sit right there. Does anybody have a question for them? And nobody did. Uh, but Peter, realizing what was involved, uh, listened to a couple more people with bad questions. Yes. And um, then Peter said, you know what? I have an idea. So he held up his hand. Hey, I've got a question. And so the producer said, what is it? And Peter told the producer the question. And they go, that's pretty good. But can you make it more interesting? And so Peter thought about it for another 30 seconds. And he said, excuse me, I, I've made it more interesting. And the producer listened to this, the question <laughs> and said, that's good. You will be the second questioner. Oh, here we so go. So <laughs> my wife, Kathy, and I were sitting in this house uh, outside New York City. And we're watching it because we knew that he was going to be uh, in, in the audience. And next thing you know, Peter pops up. And he's asking this question of John McCain. And it was hilarious. It was a funny question. And it was about how Hillary Clinton, it, that was when John McCain was running against Hillary Clinton. And like the day before, Hillary was there in Pennsylvania and she was drinking whiskey uh, with somebody at a bar. And Peter's question was, Senator, uh, do you think because of unfavorable poll rating, uh, poll polling. That's why your opponent, Hillary Clinton, is hitting the sauce with people here in Pennsylvania. <laughs> and he started to laugh. And then he goes, and and uh, after tonight's show, do you mind joining me for a drink uh, down at Kelly's or something <laughs> like that? And it was hilarious. And it became the the soundbite of, of that part of the campaign for about a month. That was the funny clip. Nobody realized it was Peter Ducey my son, even though he said, my name is Peter Ducey. And then it, it's on YouTube if you wanted to <laughs> drag that up. But um, so the next day, my bosses are like, hey, why is Peter on MSNBC? And it's like, he he was just at a show. And they go, it was hilarious. You know, it'd be great if he uh, did some stuff for us. And it's like, he's in college and he's going to go to law school or business school. And they said, well, you know, he, he seems to be a natural. Um, and, <laughs> and, you're, said, and you're screaming, please don't drag him into <laughs> don't this. Do it, don't, don't do drag it. him into this. No, don't drag him in. Well, next thing you know, the top producers are calling Peter and saying, hey, Peter, that was really good. How would you like to do a town hall? Because actually, uh, that was the campaign where it eventually became John McCain versus Barack Obama. Right. And there were so many kids on college campuses who were motivated to vote for Obama so it made sense to the producers, let's get somebody on campus who is in that same age group to talk to the kids. So they asked Peter, would you do a town hall? And he said, sure. And they said, where? And they said, at Villanova. So we took a live truck and Peter did a town hall, his own talk town hall uh, on uh, Fox. And from there on, it was like, hey, when he graduates, he's gonna do this, right? 
And eventually we said to him, uh, if you want to do it, you can. But if it doesn't work out, you can always go to law school or you could always go to business school. And he said, that's the deal. That'll be the deal. And and next thing you know, he wound up uh, working at Fox in Chicago and Philadelphia and some different places and then wound up in the New York Bureau. And then now, of course, he's at the White House asking hard questions every day. I, I bet we play a clip from Peter I, I, almost, almost every, every day. day. Almost every day. Because he just asked normal, yeah. everyday questions that all Americans want to know. And right. it's always fun then to see the press secretary, whoever it may be at the time, start their, uh, you know, their, their word salad answer and trying to somehow answer another question. And look, he does a great job. You got to be proud. You trained him well. We are very proud of him. He, like all the kids, all of our kids are just naturally curious about how things work. Uh, we do have a, a daughter in, in law enforcement, we got a daughter in marketing and everybody every day is asking questions about stuff. So it's, you know, my wife and I, so far, so good with the kids, just saying. Well, uh, so and you, you, you see a lot of this in, inside the cookbooks. I mean, you open up, you know, family memory memories and old family uh, pictures and, and things like that. They're very, they're very high quality books. Really, they really are. Do you now, did you ever think, Steve Ducey, how long have you been doing uh, Fox and Friends now? Only about 26 years. Only 26. So we're almost the same yeah. age. Our yeah. show is 28 yeah. years and nine months old. And he's had to put up with Brian. You've had to put up with me. That's right. So, so Steve, <laughs> you and I at some point need to spend some time together. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, there are some similarities. Yeah, right. Some people call it therapy. We won't say that. But, uh, but the, but what I was wondering, did you ever think with all the things that you guys have been part of, I would like to know the percentage of your email now that revolves around the cookbooks of people saying, now look at this one recipe. I mean, are you now that you are in cookbook three, has this become, I mean, there's this whole, you know, Steve and Kathy Ducey cooking yeah. food world now. I mean, and is that now is almost as much as just the normal job? It, you're absolutely right, Rick. It, it is a thing where we write <laughs> cookbooks and you know we'll we'll be out and people will go hey i made kathy i made your mom's pot roast with the v8 or steve you know i, I made your sister lisa's potatoes it was hilarious <laughs> uh, about a year ago i got a text from somebody that said hey paula dean is cooking your recipes <laughs> on her show uh -oh, and it's like great. what and uh, we looked at it, and indeed, she had a cookbook propped up behind her, and she just she was reading out of it. And so, it, you know, Paula Dean, who we all love, uh, and in fact works at Fox Nation as well, but it was it was gratifying to think that somebody else who writes a cookbook, somebody at that level, uh, you know, it's like Steven Spielberg uh, saying, "Hey, I really like your home movies." <laughs> right? So yeah, exactly. It, it, it was great that she liked our our potatoes. Our, Lisa's luscious, legit, uh, creamy potatoes, or something. I think that was the name of it. Yeah, I, I, you could feel this has probably built its own little empire, oh, yeah. its own little yeah. club, uh, because uh, people love to talk about food. Look, we have to be the only country in the world that uh, there's there's very successful shows that have run for years and and they involve people just cooking for us and we enjoy it and uh and I, we're not trying to jump on this wagon because you know steve that's not our nature uh to try to uh but but you know the next one maybe 
simply happy you know our our, our happy cookbook uh, Stephen Kathy feed Rick and Bubba you know that kind of thing <laughs> now and, we had a cookbook well, one yeah, time. Yeah. But you're absolutely right I mean you guys I do a three hour a day show you your your show is for how many hours well if you count the kickoff hour which Bubba and I don't participate in because we could not make a commitment yeah, I just to get can't up. get up any earlier than I do so the rest of the team does an hour so they do five we do four. Well, see, exactly. And so when, when you think about your three or four hour show, you talk about everything in the world. Oh, yes. Politics, news, some event that's going on. Um, and, and the people at home can relate to a lot of it. But the one thing everybody can relate to is food, because whoever you are, if you're lucky, you get three meals a day. And a lot of the time you're thinking about, well, what am I going to make? Um and and so it's it's kind of that celebration of food that that we realize you know if it, it's one thing to decide you know I'm going to make a, a fried chicken tonight. In fact, I just had fried chicken leftovers for lunch. Oh man! Uh, it's one thing to say I'm going to make that recipe, but it's something else to say. And we did this with the last cookbook. It's like okay, if we could make a fried chicken recipe. How would we make it so it is the best fried chicken we've ever had? And so we we added some stuff to different things. Uh, Peter Ducey was on Fox and Friends two days ago. He's going to be on again tomorrow. And he was talking about stuff in the cookbook. And there is one recipe that he had told me about at a restaurant next door to where he lives in Washington. He said, you'll never believe it. It's a buffalo chicken French toast sandwich. No, and I thought not. that is. I love buffalo chicken. Yeah, and I love French toast. But together, you put it together. You take you take a, a buffalo chicken patty. You put a piece of French toast on each side of it. Before you put the French toast on, though, you butter of course um, the inside with syrup, and you put some pickles in there. No, and I tell you guys, it is. It literally takes five minutes to make. And it is the most savory, delicious, weird combination of things that are fantastic. And it's it's just one of those things. You look when I make that, it's like I'm really kind of looking forward to having that. And that's what you want. You don't want it to be drudgery. You want to kind of look forward to something. Life is hard enough. We need to look forward to something. And for a lot of us, um, if you can make one meal happy, uh, you're doing okay. All right, we're going to come back. I don't even know how I can get through this next commercial thinking about what he just presented oh, us, French toast and buffalo chicken altogether. I, I'm trying to imagine how that's going to work I, out. I didn't know that uh, that I— And that, I'm hungry. I didn't realize that there had been enough, enough grace in my life for me to live long enough to hear that. <laughs> uh, so we'll come back. We'll talk more with Steve Ducey when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, continues. Bubba, let's face it. Uh, we don't like thinking we have to compromise our principles to— to you know, fulfill a need in our life, you know, with a product. You think, all right, I've got to have cell service. We all do it. We're living in this world now. I've got, I got to have a cell phone. Yep. And I've got to have service. And and all these companies are out here and they're supporting all these things. I don't agree with. But what other choice do I have? Well, the good news is, if if you want a choice when it comes to your phone, Patriot Mobile uh, is is the only. Uh, Christian conservative mobile phone provider and, uh, and, a, and a force for conservative values. But guess what? They are available to you right now. 
if you want to know what's uh, the, the left's real plan uh, is for your kids. And, and, and just look at the reaction you see out there when Patriot Mobile start talking about this and people going after them, which tells you everything you need to know. Uh, look, they take a portion of your bill, and you know what they do? They, can, they, they fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and guess what? They're, they're winning. And, and with the midterms coming up, yeah, Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. There's a change. There you go. So here's the call to action, patriotmobile.com uh, slash Rick Bubba. Or call 972-PATRIOT. We'll get you free activation with the offer code Rick Bubba. Special discounts also available for the veterans who have served our country. That's, again, patriotmobile.com slash rickbubba. You do have a choice. Call 972-PATRIOT. Steve Ducey, our guest on Rick and Bubba University, the podcast, we're talking about the deuce the, is loose. The deuce is loose, and we're talking about delicious food. Here is cookbook number three uh, in the uh, our happy cookbook series. <laughs> Uh, and yeah. this one is delicious it, recipes that aren't complicated. Look at that. Now, now Rick, that is the day see. that Peter, that's Peter with his wife, Hillary Vaughn. Yeah. You see her on TV all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, sure. Uh, that's when that's when he took me to that place near his house uh, where we had the buffalo chicken French toast sandwiches. And they were so, you know how wow. you go out and you eat something and you say, that was so good. I wish we could make it at home. What we, What my wife Kathy and I have done is we just, try to reverse engineer stuff and try to figure out how to get it that to taste the way Rick, they yeah. made it at the restaurant. How much fun would that be? Sometimes re-engineer food. Just take food and say, yeah. you know, you know what it is? Golly. It reminds me of I the feel six- like Pavlov's dog now. I'm going to have to clean up the drool. Do y'all remember Lee Majors in the Six Million Dollar Man? Oh, yeah. We can yeah. make him We can make him better than he was. Exactly. And here's the deuces. They're saying, we like this dish, but we could make it even better. Let's play. Okay, let me let me explain. Um, my, I'll give you a couple of the foods that we take a food and then we made it better. Okay. So my wife told me when we were coming up with this recipe, her first word was sweet roll, or maybe that's two words. <laughs> and so we were coming up with, we wanted to make for breakfast, a, a cinnamon roll that was just different because we have, uh, we go to a place that has this, uh, it's a donut shop and they have a donut and they will put a piece of bacon on top. And good for them. And it's fantastic. But it's, it's just a donut with a piece of bacon on top. Understood. So we were thinking, how do we do something where we build the bacon inside? And so we came up with this mm. maple bacon and cream cheese cinnamon roll. And the, yeah, no. you know how you buy one of those tubes oh. in the grocery store of cinnamon rolls. Then you, rather than just put it on a, baking sheet you unroll it Mm -hmm. and then along the way you put two pieces of bacon that you've already kind of pre-cooked and then you roll it up you bake it to perfection and then when it's cooled down you put this maple cream cheese stuff on it and and that's when your eyes just roll around to the back of your head it's like why didn't i ever think of that before it's a it's a little more complicated than just you know hitting the 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 roll on the side of the counter and and baking it but it's worth it because it takes five minutes and it's like, wh- why don't I always do that? 
I'm hoping that when I go to heaven, that's in the cafeteria line because oh I could God. eat that every day. Rick, I'm, I mean, my body, I'm I, having I, a physical response to this I podcast do. that I'm not used to having when we talk about Bigfoot and flying saucers. Yeah, I, I, feel uh, really, I feel bad for our producer, Chris Adler, because I'm going to eat this camera. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and, 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 and I just had my gallbladder out, and my, and my body's trying to squeeze something in there, and I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but it's a very strange feeling. I mean, this is, and what I love about it, please tell me, and I'm going to just, I bet I'm getting ahead of, of, of myself. Go ahead. But just just tell us the truth, okay? And and we all need to do better, and we certainly need to do these things in moderation. You're not going to put out a, a healthy cookbook, are you? I mean, are, are y'all not going to are y'all planning on doing a low calorie version at some some point? Because we won't be interviewing you for that one. <laughs> I, I mean, I, when, when we were come, when the publisher said you got to come up with another cookbook, um, I said you know, and it's got to have happy in the title. Yeah. I, and I said to my wife Kathy, I said, how about happy and healthy oh. or healthy happy and she goes no i said why <laughs> it kind of works it's two h's and she goes there's a simple reason nobody wants to eat healthy food right there it is right we'd rather eat good food that happens to be healthy we, yeah we eat healthy food when yep. we when we have to not because we want steve to. you know i think a good cookbook would be campfire recipes oh you know, when you're out camping and you don't have all the fancy stuff, that's when you have baked beans and weenies, you know, that kind of thing. Actually, there are a couple of recipes in this cookbook that are based on when I was a Boy Scout. And one of them was um, for breakfast when we would go out and camp in rural Kansas back in the 60s. Uh, I remember breakfast was one year. It was um, you take some cold oatmeal or you take oatmeal instant oatmeal and you put it in a cup and you pour some milk on it and some raisins and that was it wasn't cooked and it's like (laughs) what are we doing but but in the 50 years since overnight oats have become a thing so Mm -hmm. i took the idea behind you know you you put the the uh, oats in the bottom of a mason jar then you put in some almond milk and you put in some chia seeds we put a little nutella in there but the key is you also put i think it's one teaspoon of instant coffee flakes in there so and you mix it all up and we also throw some craisins in there you mix it all up and we call it because it's got coffee in it we call it jolt in a jar <laughs> and after it sat in the refrigerator for like six hours, it's completely creamy and delicious. And because of the Nutella, the the hazelnut spread, yeah, it's off the chart good. And it's like, man, I wish I could have gotten a merit badge in this because this is delicious. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, this is that's page fifty eight. And, uh, yeah. and and and, and, and yeah, blueberries and strawberries are optional. You could throw those in if you wanted to. And if you, you want to be healthy, it's a superfood. Yeah, and you're right. It was one teaspoon of, of the coffee. Uh, so you hit that right. Peter, okay. are you and Kathy going to be out touring with this book too, like you have some of the others? Or You know what? Uh, we are not because we're just going to all do it on TV. Um, you know, COVID's still not completely over. And uh, for anybody who knows my wife's story, uh, the way we got started with the cookbooks was – it's, it starts as a, a bummer, but we were going to go to Florida and we wanted to get a new prescription for our sunglasses. 
And we went to the eye doctor and my doctor said, you know what, your prescription is about the same. Kathy uh, was being examined by the doctor with her head in that thing where you mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. at all this stuff. Yeah. And the guy goes, you know, can you come back in three months? And Uh-oh. it's like, why? Yeah. And he said, you know, it's absolutely probably not anything, but it's just a little freckle in the back of your eye. And it's like, what does that mean? And they go, it's not going to mean anything. Just come back and we'll be careful. Just, just come back. Millions of people have that. We went back three months later and the doctor said, you know what? Mm. Can you go and see our friend, uh, the retina specialist across town? And we said, right now? He said, yeah. And it's like, well, you know, it's blizzarding outside. And they go, yeah, we know. But we think you should just go see it, the the guy, just to make sure you're okay. And so we drove across in a blizzard. Uh, It was two miles and it took 45 minutes. We got there. The guy looked in her eye and said, oh, okay. It's probably nothing. Oh, nothing. Yeah. Can you go to Philadelphia? And we said, sure. When? And he goes, right now. Mm. And it was five o'clock during a blizzard. And we said, we can't. Uh, and so we went the next morning. Long story short, she goes to the Wills Eye Hospital in Philadelphia, the, one of the greatest hospitals in the world for eyes. And the doctor said, Kathy, you have cancer oh, in my. your eye. Oh, my. Uh, which we'd never heard of. Uh, she said, you've got cancer, but I will save your life. And she did. Uh, she did a radioactive treatment where she put uh, a, a, something about the size of a dime. They sewed it into the they sewed it into the side of her eye. Hello. And then, and then they sewed her eye shut for five days. And one of those five days, it you know, it's the middle of the night, and when you're going through cancer treatment, you don't know what's going to happen. And she's thinking to herself, if what if this doesn't work? And she decided she was going to start writing down the recipes for the kids. Oh, wow. Just in case. So they would always have the recipes that made them happy. Wow. And that's where that story, that's how this whole three cookbook extravaganza got started. Since then, we we, uh, ran a story two days ago about how Kathy was diagnosed. And somewhere, I want to say in Michigan, when she described it two years ago, a guy in Michigan by the name of Terry, Reverend Terry Keeney, saw that and he goes, you know, what Kathy's got sounds exactly like what my friend Vicki Sonnenberg was just diagnosed with. Uh, and so he called Vicki and said, find the Kathy Ducey story on Fox and friends on the internet and watch it because I think that's what you've got. Oh boy. And you need, and you need to do it right now because Vicki uh, had seen a doctor and the treatment for her eye cancer was they were going to take her whole eyeball out. Wow. And so uh, Vicki found Kathy's story online, watched it, Talk to her doctor. You know, maybe I shouldn't have my eye taken out. I think I'd like to do what Kathy Ducey did with the radiation. Mm-hmm. The doctor said, okay. And in fact, the doctor had been trained by Kathy's doctor from Philadelphia. And um, I I just talked to her two days ago. They were able to save her eye. How about that? And they saved her life 
and her vision is actually better. So, wow. you know, it's one of those things where by wow. telling a story, yeah. uh, it, it's, a, it's a cookbook, but it saved somebody's life, which is amazing. And, and the reason I even went down that road was because you had asked about the book tour. Kathy still has some complications where they said, you know, you really can't get COVID. Right. So if you can stay away from crowds. So that's why uh, she is yeah. not on the book Oh, yeah, I understand that. But I'm, I'm actually going to be in Florida next week uh, for a secret appearance. And uh, I got a feeling we'll do something with the book. Okay, we're going to come back. We'll finish up our time together with Steve Ducey when Rick and Bubba University, the podcast continues. Well, Bubba, you and I have uh, talked about something that men normally don't talk about a lot, and that is underwear. Um, most of us believe once I we, love my underwear. Once we become, you know, a young adult, we're assigned our underwear. And no matter how our weight fluctuates, we wear that same underwear the rest of our lives. Well, we don't yeah. like spending a lot of time on no, it, honestly. No, no. But then we were introduced with Tommy John to Tommy John, and I'm wearing a pair right now. I am too. And and they are extreme. That may be TMI, but they, they're they very comfortable. Let's just call it. And they're designed the way that God made us. We, we're, you know, men and women are equal, but they're not the same. Yeah, we got our own it, curve. We, we do. We Well, for you and me, I, that the, the word curve uh, means road hazard, but uh, but 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 I will I will say this: they do have things for women too. But Bub and I were assigned to talk about uh, the men's underwear because I'm going to tell you this: they do not have customers; they have fans, uh, and this is the guarantee. These the I'm te- listen to us guys. The underwear from Tommy John is so comfortable. They even say if it's not the best pair of underwear that you've ever had, then they will let you have it for free. The look the the way they have built them, uh, no non rolling waistband. Uh, they don't ride up on our legs, okay. Uh, and of course they've got the horizontal, you know, quick. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm making a run, and here on our show now we have to run so far to the restroom. You know, we need to be able to for this to all work. Oh, smoother. absolutely. Yeah, you better be ready. So you're, and they also keep you cool when it when it's when it's hot and and you you don't want to be miserable. So why don't you go get yours now so you can be a fan too? TommyJohn.com/slash Rick Bubba for twenty percent off the first order. Twenty percent off at TommyJohn.com/slash Rick Bubba. Talking to Steve Ducey, wrapping up uh, our last segment uh, on another Rick and Bubba University the podcast. We're talking about a lot of things, but but we're we're mainly talking about the latest cookbook has come out that uh, Steve and his wife Kathy have put together. You can go to Simply happycookbook.com and guess what bubba get an autographed copy there you go while they last go right yeah. in with with steve have it signed right to right you. right this uh, simply happycookbook.com and this latest one uh is dealing with things that are not complicated but are delicious and we've got 100 brand new recipes so steve um the 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 success of these cookbooks are through the roof and bubba mentioned he and i did a uh, one um, many moons ago with, with our wives that was not as extensive as this. We, we even had people saying, you know, the cookbook, uh, it, it should have more recipes. And it really just had a lot of commentary for Bubba and I, a about few recipes, <laughs> but it's really our commentary about food. And they're like, can y'all talk less about the food and maybe get your wives to put more, more recipes in? And we've never followed up on that. And why do we need to? Because you've covered it. You know, um, I, I appreciate that because – you know, my wife is the cook and and so she will tell me how to make it and then I will make it so that I can write 
down how to do it. So our, our book is not just recipes, a hundred delicious, simple recipes, but also there's a story with everything because as, as we know at our house, you know, generally one person cooks and the other person reads. Uh, and so it's, it's not only a cookbook, but it's also a family memoir. Like in this, in this one, uh, and you were talking about White House correspondent Peter Ducey yes. earlier, uh, who grew up, actually, when he was a little boy, this was his toy room. <laughs> oh, really? Right there. You got his trophies uh, they, back they, there. They kept the toys right back there. Uh, now it's just got my empties. So it's uh, it's we've repurposed it. Uh, but with with because it's a family memoir, we tell different stories. And one of the stories, and I'm not going to give you the complete answer because I, people should get the book to okay, read it because okay. it's hilarious. But when, before Peter was born, you know how with your first kid, you really want that name to say something about you, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and, and back in when Peter was born in the late yeah, 87, um, one of Kathy's friends from her New York days, a very famous movie star, uh, they were naming their children after, who is a friend of Kathy's. Uh, they were naming their kids after figures in literary history. And it's like, how very cool is that? And they had some very <laughs> unique names. So we wanted to come up with a very unique name. And after, you know, Kathy wasn't even pregnant at that point. And we finally settled on a name, which I am not going to tell you. It's in the book. But I will simply describe it as the name of a town in Tennessee. We were going to name him after a town in Tennessee. And we didn't, although it still would have been a unique name. I would love to hear that name called out in the White House press briefing room. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> but the reason we didn't name Peter that name is because I wanted to run it by my mother. Uh-oh. Uh, and once she stopped laughing... Uh, she accused me of day drinking. So <laughs> now, we came up with something else. Yeah. So, but we shouldn't read anything into why this town in Tennessee was being considered, should we? No. Okay. It had nothing to do with Tennessee, but right. it was a name. Right. Um, not going to say any more because I would reveal something. But there was oh. part part of the zeitgeist. It, that year in 87 involved that name, which was not only a name of a town in Tennessee, but was also something distinctive. Okay. Mm, it's a right. cliffhanger. Wow. This is, this, this is makes you, yeah, it makes you want to do a quick Google search. Doesn't it? And, 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 <laughs> well, it's not, I, I am, not, I'm only revealing this for the first time. Um, it will, I, I've written a column. It's in the cookbook. If you go to your Barnes and Noble, actually, Go to Books a Million uh, there in Birmingham, my, one of my favorite bookstores in the whole wide world. Uh, they've got it, and it's in the first, like, 25 pages, the answer. Okay. Uh, but I will also reveal it in a column that will be published on foxnews.com. So you know what? Uh, you're probably right, Bubba. If you Google it, you'll see what the answer is. Steve, let me and ask you this. You, it is a town in Tennessee. It will veer off the cookbook just a little bit. Uh, Fox and Friends, you said you've been doing that like 26 years. How much longer do you think you'll be doing that? Well, you know, it's like you guys. I'm sure people say that to you all the time. But 
as long as you are having fun doing it and as long as the hours don't bother you and people go, well, do you really want to get up at three o'clock in the morning for another <laughs> five years or something like that? Right. And I will simply respond, look, most of America gets up at three o'clock in the morning, but that is just to pee. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I just decide to get up and, and go to work. That's it. Yeah. No different. Yeah. No, no different. At all. Yeah. I, uh, we ask that all the time. And my answer as Bubba's heard it has always been the same. As long as I can mentally and physically still do it and anyone cares, if those three yeah. things are in play, uh, then, you know, because we, we have said, you know, one of the saddest things that can happen is when the audience knows the show is over before you do. Uh, and kind of uh, like with our president. Right. <laughs> right. Well, well, Steve, we sure have enjoyed our time together. We really have, and and thanks for taking time. Uh, a lot those of you that may not know, if you if you haven't heard Steve's interview on the Big Show, he actually did the Big Show and did the podcast this week. So thanks for Steve. Spending, thank you so much. Thanks for spending that much time with us, buddy. I love you guys. Thank you very much, Rick and Bubba and Speedy, who's who's actually eating recipes now out of the cookbook. He really is. <laughs> uh, get an autographed copy by going to simplyhappycookbook.com. Uh, the Simply Happy uh, Cookbook uh, is available right now by Steve and Kathy Ducey, wherever books are sold. And thank you all for being with us for this edition of Rick and Bubba University, the podcast. 